Are you ready for the ultimate true crime experience? Get ready to dive deep into the world of mystery and justice. Introducing Without Warning Podcast. On this episode, we'll be diving deep into a complex web of questions and Brenda Lazaro Kelly's answers. You will hear Tom Shaw meticulously dissecting a series of events that left everyone in a state of bewilderment. Our focus today centers around the first day of the trial and Brenda Lazaro's role in the tumultuous relationship with Jonathan, a story that has captured the public's attention. We'll be exploring several key points, all of which promise to shed light on the mysterious surroundings of this relationship and its tragic end. From jealousy and false statements to to questionable behavior during a lunch with friends, we'll leave no stone unturned in our quest for clarity. But it doesn't stop there. We'll also delve into some critical moments, such as a discovery of a bag of clothing in Jonathan's apartment and a mysterious placement of Jonathan's phone. What truly sets this episode apart is Brenda Lazaro Kelly's repeated invocation of her privilege against self-incrimination, a maneuver that has left us with more questions than answers. We'll talk about the insensitive photo shoot, bloody wedding, social media posts that followed Jonathan Cruz's tragic death. So prepare yourself for a true behind-the-scenes in court with Tom Shaw and Danielle will be reading Brenda's answers. Me to address you. Would you like me to call you Ms. Lazaro? Ms. Lazaro Kelly? Ms. Kelly? Kelly. Brenda Kelly. I apologize if I say Lazaro and I apologize for using Lazaro in the opening. Ma'am, Have you ever thought about how Jonathan's death affected Pam? I would like to answer your question, but I respectfully, on advice of my lawyer, will assert my Fifth Amendment. The judge ruled that Brenda was not able to testify that she would like to answer the question, but her attorney won't let her. Have you ever thought about how Jonathan's death affected John? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You heard that Mr. G said that you took the fifth after we filed suit. That's not true, is it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And you're asked, you're taking the fifth because the answers to the questions I asked you in your deposition and that I'm going to ask you here might subject you to criminal prosecution in criminal court, right? Ms. Lazaro, it's true that you shot Pam's son, Jonathan Cruz. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And isn't it true that your motive for shooting Jonathan is the oldest motive in the book, jealousy? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Isn't it true that on the night of February 2nd, 2014, You were angry with Jonathan because he'd seen his friend earlier that day named Emily. 
I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And that same night, you were angry with Jonathan because he told you he was ending his relationship with you. True? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And so after Jonathan fell asleep that night, you found his Sig Sauer pistol, you pointed, you pointed it at his heart, and you pulled the trigger. Isn't that true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And you'd only been dating Jonathan since mid-November of 2013, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And during that time period, there was about two, a two-week period that Jonathan was out of the country. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. So you had only been dating Jonathan for two months or so, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, Jonathan's death was really set in motion on December 10, 2013. Isn't that true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. At that time, you had only been dating Jonathan for less than a month. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. On that night, Jonathan was really excited to introduce you to two of his best friends, Emily and Jacob, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And you also knew that night Jacob and Emily were boyfriend and girlfriend and that Jonathan introduced them, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And you also knew that Jonathan and Emily had never been romantically involved in any way, shape, or form, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. But Jonathan made what turned out to be a fatal mistake that night, didn't he? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, you heard what I said in opening statement about the hug. The mistake he made that night was he hugged both Jacob and Emily when you met them at the restaurant that night, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Uh, just to be clear, as I said in opening, you didn't care that he hugged Jacob, did you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. But hugging Emily sent you over the edge, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And from December 10, 2013 on until the day Jonathan died, Emily was a constant point of friction between you and Jonathan. That's true, isn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Just a few days after December 10, Jonathan left for a family vacation, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Is it true that you and Jonathan, while he was on vacation, exchanged a group hug on WhatsApp texts? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. On December 16th, just six days after the hug, you texted Jonathan that you ran into an ex at the store, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And that was untrue, wasn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And the reason that you told him an untruth about running into an ex is because you wanted Jonathan to feel jealous. Isn't that true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Right. And Jonathan basically responded to you that it wasn't a big deal and that he trusted you, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. On December 17, a week after the hug, you told Jonathan that the ex that you referred to on the 16th had texted you, correct? 
I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And that was also untrue, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Then on December 18, you say, I went to the store and saw my ex. He tried to talk to me, but I just walked away, followed me outside and asked to talk. On December 19, did you text Jonathan asking why one of his exes was always liking your status on Facebook? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Do you see on December 19 where it says, quote, baby, why is your ex Jacqueline always liking your status? Does she still like you? End quote. And he says, quote, we exchanged one text, one message each in November when my school beat hers in football, had a conversation in October, end quote. And that was before you were, were dating. She said happy birthday in June, and we had a conversation the, the previous November. So he's trying to make you feel comfortable, isn't he? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. How did you interpret what Jonathan said when he explained to you his relationship and his contact with his former girlfriend? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And even then, you're jealous he carried over by telephone that day, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Move to December 20 the next day. Now we're 10 days from the hug. Jonathan told you in a text that he needed you to trust him and to know that you're ready for a mature relationship, true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. But you couldn't control your jealousy, could you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, in December 21, you were angry with Jonathan about a tattoo on Jonathan's rear and blamed Emily once again, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Do you see the, that text that's highlighted there? Quote, and you are still defending her, that effing Emily that put a tattoo on your rear end, and you want me to be happy with her? Now, how about I ask one of my guy friends to put one on my rear end or my breasts? You'd be fine with that? End quote. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And he says in response to that, quote, do whatever you want, end quote. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. He said, do whatever you want. You said, quote, your choice, end quote. And he says, quote, I would stop trying to see or talk to them, didn't I? End quote. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, on December 21, now 11 days after the hug, Emily's name came up again. And that's when Jonathan made a big mistake of calling Emily M, E, M. And that really sets you off, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You say on the 21st, quote, I got that. I have to stop hating and learn to like her if I want to be with you because you want her in your life, not just as a friend, but as a close friend, end quote. You said that to him, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. While Jonathan was texting about giving gifts 
and the time with his family and those sorts of things, you were seething again, weren't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And this time it was because you noticed a picture of Jonathan and one of his exes on his Facebook timeline. So not even a recent picture. And that sent you over the edge again, didn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In fact, based on the gifts that Jonathan had given to this girl, you concluded he must have been in love with her at some point, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And that girl has a name, right? Her name is Uma, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In fact, Jonathan had told you he felt more strongly about you than he did when he dated Huma. And you decided that wasn't true based upon gifts he had given Huma. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. By the way, by Christmas Eve, you hadn't even been dating in two months, had you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And one of the things you really had that you were angry about was that there were two pictures of Jonathan and Huma on Facebook one from his birthday and one from Christmas, and you thought that was just outrageous, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And all along, Jonathan's trying to reassure you that, you know, these people don't mean anything to me anymore. He, he conveyed to you that he wanted you not to worry about these girls, that they were in his past and he was dating you. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And isn't it true that after all your haranguing about the gifts, the former girlfriend's Facebook pictures and the like, Jonathan told you he had enough. And he told you if you couldn't handle things more maturely, he was done with the relationship. That's true, isn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In fact, you called him a liar didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And you asked, and he asked you, why are you doing this? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, on December uh, 26, so that's again, 16 days after the hug, you te texted Jonathan that you deleted a conversation you had with a friend without asking if he wanted to see it first, Correct. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Was that from his Facebook? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In fact, you had his uh, password from Facebook, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You had his password for his phone, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And you used his phone to text other people pretending to be Jonathan, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Again, after talking about texting Jonathan about the conversation that you had with a friend without asking, Jonathan responded that he didn't care and that he trusted you, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And then on December 28, just to make sure that Jonathan had no peace during his vacation with his family, you texted him one last time to complain about Facebook and make sure he didn't text any of his former girlfriends to wish this particular girlfriend a happy birthday, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, Jonathan returned from his vacation on 
December 28th, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And you two spent New Year's Eve together, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. By the middle of January, you became aware that Jonathan had pretty much had enough of your jealousy, insecurity, and distrust. Isn't that true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And isn't it true that on January 20, 2014, you told Jonathan you were pregnant with his child? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And that wasn't true, was it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Let's get to the point here. Isn't it true that you made a misstatement to Jonathan about being pregnant because you felt like the relationship was slipping away? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By the way, Jonathan wasn't just a boyfriend to you, was he? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Prior to Jonathan, you dated a man named Matthew Kirk for a number of years, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You told your sister, Isela, who we're going to hear from in this court, that you never loved Matthew. True? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. But Jonathan was different, wasn't he? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You loved him and wanted to marry him. True? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And as of January 20, that future was in jeopardy in your mind, wasn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. All right, let's fast forward to February 2, 2013. I'd like I'd like to go back a little bit to December 25, and Jonathan gave you an ultimatum because he didn't want to be called a liar and was concerned that you didn't trust him. Ms. Lazaro, I'm going to read you a text and ask you if you received this from Jonathan Cruz on December 25, 2013. This is not the first time you have called me a liar, hurt me, shown that you would rather cause me pain when you are unhappy, then fix our relationship, showing me that my feelings only matter when it's convenient. Made me feel like nothing is, nothing is enough. You don't appreciate me or things I've done. Then I suggest that we end this, that this is the last time. You were concerned that he was ready to end the relationship with you as a result of that text, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In fact, he did end up breaking up with you on February 2, 2013, didn't he? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Let's go to that day, February 2, 2014. That's the day that you learned that Jacob and Emily had met Jonathan for brunch or lunch, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And you were aware, weren't you, that this is the first time Jonathan had seen Emily since the night of December 10, the night of the hug, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. When you found out they were together, isn't it true you became enraged? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. During that brunch with Emily and Jacob, you barraged 
Jonathan with texts because you were upset Jonathan was spending time with Emily, weren't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In fact, you sent Jonathan 37 text messages during his lunch with Jacob and Emily, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You were upset that Jonathan was spending time with Emily, weren't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. I would like you to turn young Mr. Shaw is going to present to the judge exhibit 50, and I'm going to ask you if you sent exhibit 50. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. On exhibit 50, the gray texts represent your texts, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In the first text, you say something, quote, you're that busy with her that you don't have time for me. Then you said, quote, you fucking picked her over me again. Jonathan, stop ignoring me. You're fucking playing with me, end quote. Quote, stop fucking ignoring me. I'm in Dallas school, and I'm going to your place even if I have to walk. Now, the Dallas school that you're referring to there is the Kung Fu school, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And his place was his apartment at the River Chase Apartments that are right around probably less than a thousand feet from one another, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, you also say in the next, quote, how the fuck do you want me to believe you if you don't give a fuck about how I feel right now, end quote? Did you text that to Jonathan? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Then you say, quote, give me her number, please, end quote. Did you send that text? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And the her there that you're referring to is Emily, isn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now then you say, quote, did she hug you, end quote. Did you send that text to Jonathan? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Next quote, I need her number or I will leave right now and deal with her. End quote. Did you send that text? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Then you say, John, quote, Jonathan, I need that fucking bitch's number. Did you say that in the text? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. So during that brunch that Jonathan was having with two of his close friends, you were barraging him with texts demanding to get Emily's number and do what? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You demanded her telephone number or her mobile number, and you were going to call her and confront her, weren't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, before the brunch was over, you began calling Jonathan's telephone number, his mobile number, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And he wouldn't answer at first, would he? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. But he finally answered, didn't he? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You didn't like the fact that he was at lunch with Emily and Jacob, did you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Did you talk to Emily? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. 
Do you remember when I said an opening statement that Jonathan handed the phone to you? Did you talk to Emily? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You were very angry with Emily, weren't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In a text that you sent Emily, weren't you? Then you said, leave my man alone and that Emily is a disrespectful little girl. You sent that text, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, I've been corrected. That was a phone call. Is that correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, in fact, following that brunch, you fought Jonathan over Emily, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Fully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, when the police ultimately arrived at the apartment, there was a bag of your clothing by the door. Can you explain why there was a bag with your clothing by the door? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Earlier in the day, you had already suspected Jonathan would choose his friendship with Emily because Jonathan had asked you to return his, his clothes to you, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And when you went over to Jonathan's that afternoon, his apartment at River Chase, how'd you get there? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You knew where it was, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Because you helped him pick it out, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Now, when you went over that afternoon, you had a bundle of Jonathan's clothes with you, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Because he had asked you to return those clothes, and he was going to give you back your clothes because you were breaking up, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And isn't it true that you were so enraged that after all the fighting was over and Jonathan had fallen asleep that night, you found his Sig Sauer pistol, you pointed it as, at his heart, and pulled the trigger? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Isn't it true that not one time during your short relationship with Jonathan did Jonathan exhibit any sign of being a jealous person. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And isn't it true that you told your own sister, Isela, that the only reason that you could think of why Jonathan might shoot himself was because he was jealous of your male friends at the Kung Fu school? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. But you didn't tell your sister that the two of you were fighting over your jealousy, not his, true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And the truth is what I'm asking the jury to look for here is that you were the jealous one, not Jonathan. Isn't that right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And we're going to have a number of depositions that the jury is going to hear from people that you told various stories to. And you told stories to various people about what happened that night, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. These persons include a former boyfriend, Matt Kirk, a friend from Kung Fu, Payam Masha Yeki, your Kung Fu instructor, Sifu, Henry Su, your sister, Isela, another Kung Fu friend who also happened to be a former prosecutor, Sharon Sela. Right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Isn't it true that the part of the story that you left out 
telling all these people was that you and Jonathan were fighting that night about your jealousy over Emily, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And the reason you left that detail out of your story to all these people was because you didn't want them to know you had a possible motive for pulling that trigger, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And in fact, you told quite a, a few different versions of the story to a number of different people, right? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You told some people you were in the room, that is Jonathan's room, when the shot was fired, and you told some people you were not in the room, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. And you've told some people that Jonathan shot himself by accident, and you told some it was on purpose, true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You told some people that Jonathan was shot in the head, and you told others that he was shot in the heart, true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In fact, to say that you literally never told the same story twice. I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. Another part of the story of February 2, 2014, you couldn't keep straight, was where you actually were when Jonathan was shot, true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You told Sharon Sella, who is the former prosecutor, that you were in the bathroom at the time Jonathan allegedly shot himself, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. That was untrue, wasn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You told Henry Sue you were in the living room when Jonathan was shot, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. That was untrue, wasn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You told the Capel police that you were at the foot of Jonathan's bed when he was shot, true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. The statement to the Coppell police in that regard was untrue, wasn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. By the way, one other detail that you left out of your story was that you had a substantial amount of gunshot residue on your person that night, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. But one of your friends, Piam, actually asked you about that, didn't he? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. You told Piam that a little, you had a little gunshot residue on you, you being in the same room when the gun went off, but most of the GSR was on Jonathan. You said that, didn't you? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. That was untrue, wasn't it? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. In fact, we're going to be able to show the jury that the very opposite was true, correct? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination. There was actually more GSR on you than on Jonathan, true? I respectfully invoke my privilege against self-incrimination.
This is the end of part one. Did the questions Tom Shaw asked Brenda Lazaro Kelly give you an idea of what really happened to Jonathan Cruz? If you're in my Patreon group, you will get some behind the scenes audio. Without Warning Podcast, available now on all major podcast platforms. If you have any information you want to share on the podcast, email tips at SheilaWysaki.com or call 1-888-599-0008.